You're listening to the Rec2Tech podcast. We connect the tech thought leaders across the globe to deliver content that allows you to make better career and hiring decisions. So, um, look, thanks for anyone that's tuned in. Um, this is a, essentially a series of webinars and podcasts that I'm going to be running with a bunch of different thought leaders from the data space. Um, and right now, I think, you know, amongst the pandemic uh, and possibly one of the worst financial crises that um, we've seen in the history of the world, what I actually am trying to do is connect with different people to try and prepare them when they're not so well prepared. Uh, essentially for their next moves in their career, the next team member they're going to bring on board. So um, to do that, I'm going to be connecting with um, people like Eric Weber, um, trying to understand some of the decisions that he's made um, during his career and why. Um, now, look, I'm, I'm no Lex Friedman, so I won't be diving deep into the technical. But I do have a wealth of knowledge from the HR and talent acquisition space, and I host a podcast focused on AI and emerging tech, uh, I hosted several data-centric meetups across the US, uh, but most importantly, I've spent several years uh, building relationships with um, people in the space, and, um, and Eric Weber is going to be my first live broadcast guest. Now, if you don't know Eric Weber, um, then firstly, are you really a data scientist? Um, he's one of the most active people that I've seen on LinkedIn, uh, always sharing knowledge and insights into the space. Um, so if you are familiar with him, um, you'll know the kind of content that he creates and I'll be bringing similar people on this live as well um, and and really just sharing information and knowledge for free. So um, Eric Weber is uh, is now one of the data science leaders at Yelp. Um, he has over 50,000 followers on LinkedIn, which I, I guess probably makes you an influencer now, Eric, right? That word always, um, I'm never sure how to interpret that word, be like, hmm, should I be uncomfortable? I think I prefer like conversation starter. I think that's a better way to yeah, yeah. like, you know, you get, you, you get the privilege of having reach that allows you to start conversations. Maybe I'll put it that way. Cause every time I see an influencer list, I kind of, I still cringe a little bit. <laughs> me being like, um, not adapting to the times yet, but <laughs> I'll hold out as long as possible. <laughs> okay. We, we can, we can rebrand it as a, as conversation starter, but look, Either way, uh, in the coming weeks, um, we'll be doing our best to discuss different topics within data space um, that we believe are either uh, not getting enough exposure or perhaps are areas that we think um, people have the least amount of understanding and knowledge in, but are still so important when either making uh, career moves or even hiring decisions. So um, welcome to the show, Eric, I guess, and uh, maybe, you, maybe you can introduce yourself. That sounds awesome. Well, first of all, thanks for inviting me on. Um, being the first one is both like an honor and also, you know, a little bit of a guinea pig. So we'll figure out like the ins and outs of doing LinkedIn Live. Uh, but I'm happy to be here to just have discussion. Um, I'm not here to like sell a certain viewpoint or anything like that. It's really trying to think about the issues that people in the data space are facing. Um, and part of that is looking at things from um, an individual contributor perspective, but also having had the chance to sit on the other side of the table as a hiring manager, as a leader, like it's really important to understand 
what it means to get started in the space and to make career moves from both sides of the table. Um, and Lewis is going to be really helpful in that regard because thinking about any move, thinking about any transition or start almost invariably was going to require working in depth with HR, with recruiting, with um, talent, whatever the department is called at a different organization, <laughs> they're the ones who tend to make the magic work behind the scenes. So I'm looking forward to getting to chat. Well, that's a, uh... Honestly, I hope that, that many more people share that same viewpoint. Um, certainly not an easy job. And, and hopefully, you know, the more we're able to converse over the, the next few weeks, we'll be able to just give a little bit more insight into what goes into that. Um, today, I was actually hoping to talk about kind of exposure uh, and personal branding um, and, and why that's so important. So I guess we let, let's start why to talk about why personal branding and creating attention is or believe, why do you believe that's so important on, on LinkedIn and other social media um, platforms? Yeah. I think, so the best advice I've ever gotten was like when I made my, so I came from an academic background where how we present ourselves is in uh, CV and CVs tend to be like 10 plus pages long. So when I went into, ac when I went into industry, people were like, well, it needs to be one page long. So the first thing I did was like cram down everything into one page. And then the feedback I got was <laughs> too small, too small, yep. but also what's your message? Mm -hmm. You're marketing yourself. It's not a resume and your background is not a historical document. It's a marketing tool, right? You're trying to right. present yourself in the right way to attract the right type of attention. Mm -hmm. So if you think about dip, if you think about your job, about your career as a series of different decisions and opportunities, um, the same concept of having a funnel for those opportunities is really applicable, right? So there are going to be jobs where you apply cold, right? With your resume, they may not know anything about you other than what's written on that piece of paper or two. But in a lot of cases, you have the opportunity to form a reputation before you ever get into a pipeline, right? Before you're ever part of that process, you want a chance to establish who you are, what your brand is, what are you all about? And social media enables that in a way that we probably didn't have, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. There wasn't a way that was so easy to say, like, this is who I am and this is, this is what I'm about. LinkedIn for me is a place to do that. Um, that doesn't mean that it's the only place to do it, right? There are a lot in the data space. There's a lot of active people on Twitter, on LinkedIn, um, a lot of people in, in different GitHub communities. There are different ways to create that brand. And trust me, it's an uncomfortable topic still for me to talk about a brand, but it's true. You have, you really have to create who you are because that's what other people are going to understand and perceive. Um, and it's not just about who you are from a technical perspective, right? You want to demonstrate technical competence through your profile, through your interactions, but you also want to communicate your understanding that you are a professional working with other people, right? You are, it's still a human driven business and people connect with other people. Um, your profile is one thing, but who you are outside of that profile is, makes a big difference. 
And so this is where like, you'll see a lot of people speak to the importance of networking and the importance of branding. But generally what you're trying to do is you're trying to create an understanding and perception of who you are for other people who potentially notice you when you come into a job, um, a job pipeline, or they think of you when they're like, Hey, I'm hiring. I, what about this person? Like, it's all about yeah. creating that initial interest. And yes, it's uncomfortable. I still am uncomfortable with it, but it's something that can pay dividends in ways you don't really understand even in the moment. Yeah. I think, um, it's, it's one thing having presence online, but then it's another thing actually using that strategically and then actually engaging. So having a title and where you work really doesn't imply any benefit at all to anyone. Um, it says what you do and that's almost it. So going out of your way, whether you're a hiring manager or whether you're a candidate and actually showing what you can do and what value you can bring is super important on both your resume and your online resume, LinkedIn, whatever it might be. So yeah, I, I, I understand as well that in a tech space that might not always be something that everybody's comfortable with. Um, but you don't necessarily, you're not trying to sell yourself. Just talk about things, you know, talk about things you like doing, create a personality or at least a profile that people can say, okay, well, this is someone that we could potentially see on our team or right. vice versa. That's someone I'd like to go and work for. Yes. Because <laughs> I think when, when I, and, and obviously I spend a lot of time in the space engaging with people. When I think about data science now, like no joke, I think Eric Weber, like, and there's a bunch of other thought leaders as well, but because you're so active, which comes to another point as well, like how do you balance actually doing your job and being yeah. so active on LinkedIn, but um, you're so active with content that people actually engage with. Um, but I get the feeling you're not doing it for the likes and the shares. Right. You're doing it because it's just, you like talking about this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. you, you, you tell people how you're feeling. You talk about things that might help people. You just talk about stuff you think's cool. Yeah, it's, that's been a really good, it's been a learning experience for me, right? Yeah. A, when you are like creating content, it still sounds weird to say that because like I'm generally not very active <laughs> Facebook or like a lot of social media. So, so it feels weird, but talk about things you care about. Um, mm -hmm. I think the one thing that people can sense right away is authenticity, like who you are, like think about trying think about any subject that, you know, it's so much easier to authentically speak to the challenges and frustrations and victories around learning that than something that you really don't know well. Right. So for me, I don't speak to deep learning. I don't speak to like research and AI because that's not where I spend my time. It's, and so I don't, I, I try to understand who I am and what I'm about and speak to that. Um, and something that ends up being really critical is if you go into social media or you go into this intending to accumulate followers or intending to go viral with your posts, I can almost guarantee that you won't mm -hmm. like, and this is a, a good example is if you follow anybody with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and you try to be like, okay, that's going to be my brand. Well, 
that's their brand because that's how they wanted to build it. Like, it doesn't mean that it's a path for everybody else to do it the same way. Like you have to be uniquely you it's super important. Um, now part of that is being reasonable with how much you can handle, right? This doesn't mean that you have to be incredibly active all the time, but generally speaking, as you're building a presence and you're building interactions, the most important thing is consistency. And consistency doesn't need to come in the form of you creating new original content on a regular basis, but you need to be engaging with people on a regular basis. In some cases, a lot of the people that I connect with later on, I've interacted with in comments and things like that for yeah. months before we get connected. And you can build a brand and a sense of who you are in terms of the comments that you put out there, in terms of their thoughtfulness, in terms of how you ask questions of other people. It doesn't have to always be an original post. Um, for me, it's grown into that. Um, and strategically, like I tend to, I tend to post once early in the morning before I ever get my workday rolling. And then I post later in the evening, um, after the workday is done. That's kind of the schedule that I'm on now. Um, and the way I do that is I don't have time to write it, typically write it spur of the moment. Sometimes there are certain things that speak in the moment that I want to address, or I just, Ran, sometimes I'll post about like data cleaning, just literally from frustration of something I was <laughs> that day. Like that's, that could be super relatable to some. Oh, yeah. like, so that's important, I think. But yeah, I guess just, just feel like, hey, this is literally consumed six hours of my life today. Um, <laughs> but I try to be thoughtful and I try to take one or two writing sessions during the week where I just write down thoughts about things that I've come across. Um, I have a notebook where I just write down like keywords that remind me of certain things. So when I do sit down later in the week and write, yeah, things, yeah, yeah. I have a way to be like, okay, yeah, this is what I wanted to say about that. Um, it's, it's hard. It's not, a, um, there are, and, and also when I write things, I don't write them with the intention of, accumulating likes. If you do that and you start phrasing things in a way that you're like, okay, people are going to like this. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be actually be surprised that the things that you expected to do well, don't do well. And the things that you, yeah, like, oh, this, for sure. this is pretty basic, like suddenly take off. It's, yeah. um, it's really surprising and also has taught me a lot about, you just have to be consistent. Um, it doesn't have to be, fancy. It doesn't have to be, um, something earth shattering that you share. It doesn't have to be a final project. People like to talk about basic insights. And the other thing is they like to be invited into a conversation. Yep. Right. It's a generally speaking people. Um, I can't think of exactly what the phrase, but the idea that like, we're all sitting around a campfire, we want to share stories. Let's, still social media <laughs> people want to share stories they want to interact and discuss things so taking I, I try to specifically avoid anything where i am like trying to preach the truth because i don't have it like most people don't we're just trying to bring our experiences to create discussion yeah no, I think you're right. Um, you know don't always look at the most recent use and, and try and add that to your feed just 
just to make it super relevant. Just, you know, be you. Yeah. Um, I guess with that in mind then, you know, thinking about personal branding, what, what are the benefits of doing that specifically, both short and long-term, you know, creating that personal brand? What, what, what kind of value can that bring from your perspective? So I think we're definitely a culture that thinks about immediate benefit typically. Like we're used to social media, like we post something, we get engagement, we submit something, we get quick feedback, building a brand and building a rep. And I think, I think about it's, it's just a reputation of who you are. And what you create now is going to have implications and impact on you many years from now. So it's something that we're used to thinking about, like, I'm going to get immediate payoff from this. But if you think that way, you're probably going to stop trying pretty quickly. Uh, True. It's something that, and so the benefits are that people understand what you're all about. Um, Yes, it's really important, especially um, on the, in a technical field to that people are understand that you get what it means to do that work day to day. Mm -hmm that you run into issues that they run into, that you can speak to some of the most important content and issues that you have. But what's really important is that, like I said before, that they understand who you are as a whole. Like, are they, are you somebody that they could imagine working with or partnering with? Um, a lot of people who end up becoming independent consultants um, do so because they've established a lot of partnerships and a lot of people who want to work with them through their engagement and presence on social media, LinkedIn in particular. So the best thing I can say is that you may not see the payoff in immediacy. Sometimes you will, it'll be surprising, but it's more of like building it up day by day, creating mm-hmm. things regularly, engaging regularly. Um, imagine that you are on LinkedIn, right? And, yep. and you imagine that you are looking through who are the people that you enjoy interacting with? Who are the people that you can imagine working for or working with? And then think about the things that they do that allow you to feel that way, right? Okay. Like there are so many good examples and I should just make a list of this at some point, but people that I know like, Hey, this person is somebody that I would like to work with or somebody I would like to hire. And, or on the other side, there are a lot of leaders that I follow that I'm like, I could imagine working for that person. Yep. At the same time, there are also situations that, and this is something else to know on social media. Um, people read what you're doing and saying they may never interact with it, but they see it. Correct. And, I have definitely seen situations where I look at something that unfolds and I'm like, I just wouldn't work for that person. Yep. Like as so you much do have to, you do have to think a little bit before you, yeah. before you put something out there, right? <laughs> you <definitely laughs> not just have a bad day and be like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and, and we all have bad days, right? We yep. have bad days. We're frustrated. Um, there are definitely times where I've written a post where I've just been like, all right, I can't post that. Like it's just not going up. <laughs> Sometimes um, it helps just to actually write it though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and delete. Not a doubt. Yeah. Not a doubt. <laughs> but 
there's a when it comes to a personal level engagement, it's it's very how you engage with people matters a lot. Yeah. Being open, being positive, being kind. People notice these things and it's as much a part of your reputation about who you are as your technical skill set. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like even an onsite interview, remember that like typically if you get to an onsite interview, they believe that you're technically competent. What they're trying to figure out is do they want to work with you? Mm-hmm. And there are other ways to establish that that aren't just in an on-site interview. You get well, the that's changed now, right? So you yeah. can't actually you, right now you can't go on site. So exactly. <laughs> building that personal brand, building that exposure, you know, that that persona online is even more important now than it ever has been. It's huge. It's a. I think the world is changing in a lot of ways. Um, something else that's happening with hiring, a focus on distributed hiring, things like that around yeah. the world is companies will be more open to pursuing talent where it exists, not where they want it to exist. Right. Like, and so if you can create a name for yourself or, and it doesn't take everybody recognizing you, this is something that I want people to understand. It doesn't mean that you have to build to a, a case where you have tens of thousands of, pe- of followers or connections or anything. Mm-hmm. What matters is the quality of the connections that you have and how you engage with them because they're going to create opportunities for you that are kind of hard to imagine. Like honestly, in my first few months on LinkedIn, I started posting in um, July of 2017. So not quite three years ago. Um, in that fall, I had a reach out from a, a small like data science academy that was starting up in Switzerland. And I literally two months later went to teach. So it's Propulsion, um, Propulsion Academy in Switzerland. And that's awesome. They and I got the chance to go teach there. And so like none of that would have happened if I hadn't started being active and posting. Um, I but still that wasn't with, your intention, right? Your intention was just to that wasn't my intention at all. I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> like well, I saw your post, like, this is something I wanted to talk about. Like I wasn't out there trying to generate business. I didn't even know. I don't think I even knew what LinkedIn really, I was working there and I was figuring out what it was at the same time. Um, yeah. and there are other people that you see like on LinkedIn, um, so Bo Walker and Fabio Vasquez and Kate Strachny. And, um, like we randomly just started a data science office hours chat in fall of 2017 by literally messaging each other in a group chat on LinkedIn. We're like, Hey, like we're talking about things. Maybe we should talk about this together. And it's little decisions I think that you make that end up having a pretty enormous impact. So I'd say so. Think of the possibilities that are present just if you, but you got to start. That's the other thing. I agree. And and I guess that poses a question. Like for me, I don't think there's anyone specific that needs to be doing this. I think everyone should, whether you're a, 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 someone who's still at school, a recent grad, all the way up to an exec Mm -hmm. uh, within a business, like a technical leader, because there's so many benefits that come from, from creating this presence um, beyond just, understanding and gaining more knowledge. Like you said, people want to come and work for you. Perhaps people want you to come and work for them. Little opportunities crop up in Switzerland. So 
I don't think this is targeted at anyone specifically. I think everyone should be more active. And I don't think people from a hiring manager perspective should be worried about their team members doing this because there's always, I guess there's still slight negative connotation over like LinkedIn being somewhere where you go and find a new job. Mm -hmm. Like it's not. And from the perspective of a recruiter, um, obviously we, we use it that as part of, you know, that's part of the job. We use it for that specifically, but um, I think generally everyone should be doing this. Um, It creates a better opportunity for conversation for everybody. Um, You gain more knowledge. I just think, yeah, this is something that everyone should be thinking about. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that knowing the hiring managers that I do before we um, speak with you or before we bring you on site, I can guarantee you that we're going to read through your LinkedIn profile and not just the profile, but like, what have you shared? What have you said? You go that deep. Oh, I do. I mean, a lot of people do. It's a, so like, it's a, like you can look at posts that people have made because like, you want to know, like, what are they sharing? What are they doing? Um, and I do this on Twitter as well. Like, honestly, at this point, it's not a, because, and I don't do it from a, like trying to find something negative. I'm trying to find positive signal. It's like a question of, okay, I want to forever. I want to find every reason that I want to bring you onto this team. And so I want to look at your GitHub like, and I don't do this for every single candidate, but candidates who are you know close to making it on site, mm-hmm. I want to be able to, if I bring you on site, I want to be able to make the strongest case possible that you are the one I want to hire. So I want to look at your GitHub. I want to look at your LinkedIn. I want to look at what you've done on Twitter and your presence there. It doesn't mean that you need these things to be successful, but I can tell you that they often add positive attributes when it comes to the discussion about who you are, what you're interested in. It gives uniqueness when you, because every hiring manager has to make a case for a hire, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to push something through. And often if you're on, like if you're on the edge or you're with, um, in the pool with other candidates, there are things that make you stand out. And so you got to think of what are those little things that can potentially provide an edge. Sometimes it's honestly, I've been in a lot of conversations where it's like, someone in the room is like, Hey, I can vouch for this person or someone that I trust can vouch for this person. They've that, that makes all the difference in the world. Right. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. People want to say like hiring is this perfectly organized. It's, it's not there. There are humans running it. There are humans deciding on it. So by that nature, it's not going to be perfect. And if you have created a presence in some way that allows people to understand you a bit better yeah. than, just in a, you know, an onsite interview, that's a net positive, no matter what you do. And, so and it's not, it's not what you're saying is it's not like if someone was vouching for someone that they know personally, it could just be like, I can vouch for this guy. I see him post, I yeah. see him engage. I see him talk about the relevant, the relevant things. This guy could bring value. Exactly. It's a go, of course. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and I think there's that power and you don't have to be, networked directly with that person to be aware of who they are and what they do. There are, there are hundreds of people on Twitter that I probably have never interacted with, but I read what they post. I read their work. Um, similar things go for LinkedIn. 
I will go and just literally check up on their profile to see like what they've posted lately because I'm interested in it. And so if you can create a situation where you have that opportunity where someone says like, Hey, what is this person all about? And they can find that with relative ease. This is where I think social media can accelerate your opportunities. Um, just as quickly doing something very dumb can also decelerate, but I tend to think about it as a net positive, as long as you're reasonable and careful about how you approach it. Yeah. You can, you can have an opinion, but just think about what kind of opinion that might create for somebody else. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, so um, I think it's interesting because certainly now while there's, while the market's going crazy and there's, there's so many people that are applying for jobs and, and to be honest, like a lot of them don't even look at the skills. They see a job title and they're like, okay, that's for me. Yeah. Um, it sounds like beyond the skills, there's way more that people are going to be looking for and considering um, mm -hmm. when either joining a team or trying to bring someone on board. Um, what, what advice to kind of wrap this up? Cause I know that we're, potentially planning on, on touching on some other subjects in the coming weeks, but yeah. to, to wrap this up, what, what would be your best advice for people that are thinking about trying to build their personal brand? So like what approaches can they take? What platforms do you think are going to get the message out from a data perspective or a technology perspective in the best way? Um, what's your advice around that, Eric? So platform wise, um, I guess, I mean, this may be, me being biased, but I can't imagine looking for like data profiles outside of LinkedIn, Twitter, yeah. like you don't have to have all three. Um, <laughs> but having some accessibility on at least one of those is going to be a net positive. Um, yeah. and that is, that's sort of the idea of building a landing spot for you. Like if people want to go more, learn more about you, Right. If you put, if you think about this and you put one link at the top of your resume, what would that link take you to? Right. Would it be your LinkedIn profile, GitHub, Twitter? Because most likely people aren't going to click through three separate links. But if you put one link up there, what yeah, would it be? Why would you want to drive them to that place? And what are they going to mm -hmm. learn about you when they get there? Um, if you think about that as, Okay. If you, and so when and I say that, because if you're going to start, start in one spot, don't try to be a multi-platform person, like try to build things organically. Well, it's time consuming, right? You got to do manage more than one. Time consuming. Yes. Yeah. I'm consuming. And you also are going like, the other thing is think about this as a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Like you're, if you're going to do this, set something that you think is reasonable for you. Do you want to post every two days, every week, every day, yeah. like consistency, consistency, whatever the cadence that is, be consistent about it. Yep. And the other thing is think about like from a content perspective, don't try to be what you're not. It's a, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, okay, maybe I should post about deep learning. Maybe I should post, but that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. At the point of my career, that's not who I am, I should say. Um, there are a lot of people who are in that space. Um, Lex Friedman can get on, you know, he can talk to anybody about 
essentially anything. <laughs> kind of, yeah. that he's human. Like he seems to be kind of just ability, able to do anything he wants. This guy's um, doing like 30,000 yeah. press-ups a week or something. Like that as well. <laughs> um, but think about your day-to-day experience because often the things that you run into, cleaning data, experiencing frustration, um, and getting to data, writing a query to get to something. Those are things that like you might see as, oh, well, no one wants to hear about that. But this is what people are also experiencing every day. Mm. Some of the posts that I've made that get the most interaction are when I post about learning Excel. Because in a lot of ways, like Excel has been a recent tool for me. I like have used Python and R and uh, SQL for a long time. And, but people resonate with that because there are hundreds of millions of people who use Excel. So this is the, the key here is if you want to think about reaching a group of people to have meaningful conversation, mm-hmm. think about what type of topics that you, that are part of your daily work are going to invite people into a conversation. So yep. If you see people, there's a good hashtag, like a hundred days of code, things like that. Yeah. The reason that people are doing that is, and I actually love it because it provides a real picture into the day-to-day experiences that you're having. It and it's okay not to know something as well and, and then to post about it, right? There's a lot the of idea, things you don't know. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. idea is that you're trying to engage with your network. And, and that engagement would naturally create a personal brand, but also to, to try and understand and get a better knowledge of that thing that you perhaps don't know so well. So it's okay to, to ask questions that aren't like, I guess you're just not hugely familiar or comfortable with. Yeah, it's huge. And yeah. it's okay to ask questions. It's actually probably better to always ask questions. Yeah. You can come with answers, but if you don't, it goes back to the idea of, People really like to be invited into a conversation. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily want, like they want to hear advice, but they also want to understand that they can contribute to your thinking as well, or they can learn something from you. And so that also requires being interactive. Um, as like, for me, I try where I can to respond to comments when I have the chance, when I have the time, um, because people want to interact. It's not just a one directional thing. You post people comment, that's it. Like if you want to build relationships, it requires a lot of back and forth. So those are just some things to think about as you're getting started. Um, but I think overarching anything consistency is key. If you're not consistent, you won't see like magical growing returns on your investment. You just kind of got to do it every day or at least on whatever cadence works for you. Mm -hmm. And, and, Again, from a from the kind of recruitment and HR perspective, like as much as you see that as a hiring manager, as you see that as someone like who's trying to share knowledge with the network, so do we as recruiters. Um, we pay attention to these things. You, you will you will get recruiters who look for keywords, um, but, and that's great. And you might know, you might see some success with those people. But I would say if you find a recruiter that actually spends time trying to get to know you as a person to to, to try and create that presence online. For yourself, um, they're going to be someone that I think, again, long term, you might not, they might not find you a job straight away, but there could be an opportunity to, to work with them down the line and they'll know you much better as a person. And, and as a result, when they start to, to talk to businesses about your profile, they'll just have a much greater opportunity of actually like 
um, selling you as a person, as a data scientist, as a researcher, whatever it might be. So, yeah, um, I think the takeaway here is just like, think about what you're going to post, but don't be afraid to post. Absolutely. It's put thought into it, but also understand that every time I hit post, even now, I'm kind of like a little bit nervous to hit that button. <laughs> like it's a, that, that doesn't go away. Um, but after you start doing it, you start to get more comfortable with the idea, right? We well, are live now, Eric. So <laughs> you, you got, you must've got more comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm much more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, video used to be this like thing that I was like, never no, I'm not going on video. And then I was like starting to go on video and over time, <laughs> yeah. you just get a little more comfortable with things and you just, you have to be authentically you though, or it's going to be exhausting or it's yeah. not going to be fun. <laughs> Like yeah. if you had, that's I mean, super important, right? Have fun while you're doing it. That that yeah. is, in fact, probably the biggest takeaway. Yeah, I think overarching anything, have fun, be consistent, and like everything else, kind of emanates from there. Cool. Well, I think there's probably loads of other little parts of like getting yourself prepared that we can touch on. Yeah. Um, we'll arrange some time to set up another live. Maybe we'll do some short uh, video content that we'll share, but. Like, I just wanted to say thanks so much for your time, Eric. Um, it's been been really cool. I've been nervous <laughs> all week. In fact, I wish we'd have done this on Monday. <laughs> it would have been much easier for me. Well, um, you did a great job. And this is like, I mean, for anyone listening, like understand that it takes a lot to like when you're having people on LinkedIn Live or a podcast, like it's, I have the easy job coming on a podcast and responding to things that I know about. But like when you're running one, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of thought and a lot yeah. of even getting to the stage of getting people scheduled to be on something. So mm -hmm. I appreciate the opportunity a lot. And this is something that I value and it's, and it's fun when it's a conversation, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, we're all here to have a conversation. Um, no one wants to be like, you know, preach to, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm signing up for, but yeah. uh, you did a great job and thanks for giving me the opportunity.